demonic spirit that will come against our youths, Lord. We take authorities over this morning in the name of Jesus. We cancel from Mr. Simon, commanding not to operate against our youths, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. God, help them, Lord to fulfill the plan and the purpose you have for their lives. You said you have a plan not to do them evil, but to give them an expected end, almighty God, Lord. Give them a discerning heart this morning, Lord. Surround them with the right company, almighty God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I speak life to every youth this morning, God. Oh, to rebuke the spirit of untimely death, Lord, in the name of Jesus, almighty God. And we thank you once again. I decree and declare miracles in this service, Lord God. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for it, God. I give you the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, glory to God. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Zion Hill Church. If you're a first-time visitor, we hope you have a wonderful Christian experience. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify. We magnify your name today. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. Father God, we thank you that you say you heard us when we first prayed. So we thank you for such a beautiful prayer that went forth this morning. In the name of Jesus, we come to you with a heart of repentance. Ask you to forgive us for our sins. Block out our transgression. Wash away our iniquities. Heavenly Father, create in us a clean heart. And renew the right spirit within us. In the name of Jesus. We say, have your way today, Lord. Have your way. In the name of Jesus. Father God, you know what we need. Because you made us and you know every hat that's on our head. We ask you. We are touching and agreeing that you meet every need here this morning. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you and praise you. We thank you for healing the sick. We thank you for blessing us with prosperity. Because you said we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. For poverty you gave us wealth. For sickness you gave us health. And for death we have eternal life. We thank you today for the man of the hour, God. We thank you for the word that he's bringing forth, God. It's like a two-edged sword. So we ask you to have your way, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Don't stop praising him. Keep those hands together. Anybody come to give the Lord some praise this morning? We've come to lift him up today. If you would stand to your feet, put those hands together like this. Yeah.
Come on, if you can begin, just begin to magnify the Lord. He is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun, God, you are worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I came here this morning to personally invite y'all to our watch night white out celebration on this December 31st at 10 p.m. The doors will be opening on at 9 a.m. I'm sorry, at 9 p.m. Amen. And we want to see you in the place. We're asking that all of you wear all white attire. Is that all right? We want to come with a spirit of expectation and a spirit of praise. Hallelujah. Because God has been good to us. I don't know about you, but God has been good to me on this year. And God deserves all the praise. He deserves all the glory. And he deserves all the honor. So we want to come and be ready and receive this prophetic word. I believe, I believe with all that's within me that our pastor has been seeking the Lord concerning the year of 2023, concerning us. So we need to come with our hearts ready to receive an expectation that God is going to do something great on that night. So if y'all with me, meet me here on December 31st at 10 p.m. Again, doors open at 9 p.m. I'm sorry. And wear your all white. Amen. So I will see you then and I will see you at the top. Hallelujah. God bless y'all.
Mary didn't know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations. Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb and the sleeping child you're holding is the great Malachi said, bring all the tithes and offering to the storehouse. This is not just of the Ten Commands that God has commanded. This is a command that God has because if we do what God said to do, then God will do what he said to do. Then he said, I'll open up the windows of heaven and I'll pour you out a blessing. You will have room to receive. You see the, the mindset that some people have that God is trying to take something away from you. But God is trying to get something to you. God want to see you more blessed than you want to see your own self blessed. He said we're heirs with him and joint heirs with his son Jesus Christ. If I was you this morning, praise God, I would give God my best, praise God. Because there's nothing that really belongs to you and I. We're only stewards down here on the earth realm. And we take the money over here and we plant it for the kingdom of God. We're doing great and mighty things at this house of God. We're building a life center to help our youths, praise God. You know, oftentimes people say, well, you know, I want to help them, I want to pray. But you know what? Faith without works, the Bible says, is dead. And we have an app online that you online viewers, you can be part of this to where you sow your seed and you'll see where your seed is going to. Because definitely when you put seed in the ground, seed is coming back up. The Bible said God will not be mocked. Whatever man sow, that will he also reap, praise God. I'm a testament to it, praise God. 30-something years when I got a hold to about the tithing and the offering, I begin to put God's word, him in remembrance of his word. And there's never been a day that God has not taken care of my needs, praise God. God cannot lie, praise God. Whatever he said, he will do, praise God. At this time, get your tithes and offerings up, praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. First of all, God, that you've given us seed that we're able to sow, Almighty God. That you've opened up so many doors for your people, God, that we couldn't open up for ourselves, Almighty God. God, I ask you, Lord, to bless the tithe and the offering, Lord God. Use it, God, for the enhancing of your kingdom, Almighty God. That we'll see souls won into the kingdom, God, and that needs will be met, Almighty God, Lord. God, bless your people a hundredfold, Almighty God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Ushers, would you come forth?
social media, all the communication outlets. Let's all get up and say hello to one another. We'll walk around. Just greet somebody. We welcome all of our guests this morning. We love you all. 
Can you go ahead and give God some praise one time, Zion Hill? Amen. Listen, we have a special treat this morning. Um, we have a guest artist in the house this morning. I'm going to introduce this great man of God. He hails from Mississippi right next door to us, but he was born, he was raised in Tennessee. Amen. Still the South. And he is the son of PK. Well, he's a PK. He's the son of two pastors. Amen. And he has several albums and songs that have been on the top gospel charts for years. And he is an agent of change, a pastor, a Dove and Stella nominated recording artist. I want you to give a great big round of applause and Zion Hill welcome to this great man of God in Wes Morgan. Can you go ahead and make him feel welcome this morning? Come on, you can do better than that Zion Hill. You didn't have to do all of that. Anybody want a CD? Come on, get it real quick. I'm just going to give this away. Girl, you quick on that red, too. Of course, I'm going to give. No, Ma, Ma, yeah, yeah. Mama stepped up first. She got to get this. I am. Let me do this. You got to turn that Leslie up real quick. 
Turn that Leslie up and pull all the draw bars out. Check one, two. Take all the gates and compressors off, please. I, this March, Bishop, I celebrate 18 years clean from cocaine. I celebrate myself. If you don't want to do it, y'all don't know it. It's all good. I'm going to do it for myself. I learned a long time ago, you got to learn how to celebrate yourself. What did David say? He said, I celebrate and I encourage myself in the Lord. And sometimes when you go through stuff, you just got to say, you know what? I don't care if y'all don't get with me or not. You can sit and suffer with amnesia all you want, but God brought you through something. I need some vocal, some, some, some room up here. Put me a little mid-range in it, please, sir. Or sis. I see you working. I see you working. Bishop, I, you know, I grew up in church. I started smoking crack when I was 13. I got kids. I can't imagine my kids smoking a crack pipe at 13 years old. My family hired people to come find me. I would be so lost. Sitting up in hotels thinking people were following me. I was hallucinating from sleep deprivation and crack cocaine. The only reason I started smoking crack was because I snorted so much my nose would swell up and it would bleed. And I could, I, I know y'all been saved all your life, but can I tell you my story? I know y'all been squeaky all your life and got a new hat and pair of shoes and forgot what God had to do to get you out of your situation. When I tell, what is, y'all throwing rubies at me or what? Lord, I feel like a king here. I need to go to Africa. I'm so sorry. Welcome to the west side. This is how we roll. Let me hear that organ. My mother was a, my mother is an organ player and my dad is a jazz guitarist. So I didn't know take me to E flat. I didn't know what to do but just mix my music up. My mother would take me over to the church cuz back in those days Picking up jewels. Don't, if, if, if they were something, bring them to me. I love this church right here. Start throwing jewels at you and things. I just speak wealth over every person in this building right now. If you want to receive it, just lift up your hands right now. So I grew up in church. I was a I'm just saying it like it is. I was a crackhead, cocaine addict, in and out of jail. People bringing newspaper clippings back. That was back when they had newspapers. They would highlight my name and bring them to my dad. He was a pastor on Sunday morning. As if he did not know that I had been arrested again. But when I tell you that when God did something in my life,
I couldn't be a faithful father. I couldn't be a faithful citizen. My dad told me one day, he called me in his office one day, take a little bit more of that bass off of this for me, just a little bit, baby. I, my ear, I'm a half deaf, so you have to work with me. My dad told me one day, he called me and my, bro, my older brother, because we ran them streets. Don't let the color of the skin fool you. We ran them streets and my dad called me and my brother in one day and he said, he said, boys, can y'all just be a good citizen? Forget Christianity. Just be a good citizen. And my father was such a great man. He had deacons and elders coming to him, tell him, say, man, you need to get rid of that boy. He's ruining your ministry. He's ruining your church. And it was true. But my father understood that ministry starts at the house. Where are your children? Where are your kids? Because you can come out here and do all you want to do up on this stage, but where? I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. Yeah. Some sleepless nights. But when I look around, ah, shall no more is it okay to speak in tongues in this church? And I think things over. All of my good days outweigh my bad days. And I won't complain. I love this verse right here. Sometimes the clouds hang low. So low, I can hardly see the road. And I ask the question, Lord, What's best for me? Although my weary eyes they can't see, so I I'll just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't complain. Cause it could have been me Outdoors No clothes And no food Left all alone Without one friend Just another number With a tragic end He 
to let none of these things be. And every day by his power, aren't you glad you serve a resourceful God? He keeps on keeping me. So I want to say thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Because God, he's been good to me. He, he's been good to me. More than this whole world could ever be. I know he's been so good. He's been so good to me. Me, 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 me. Wiped all of my tears away. And he turned my midnights into day. I won't complain. Because I did everything I could do to disqualify myself. And in all my doings to disqualify, he used it to qualify. I wish I had two or three people in here. I know you don't want to tell your whole story and don't. If you don't need to, that's some stuff in my testimony. I say, God, listen, I'll tell my story, but there's a couple of things I wish you would not allow me to tell. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody got, there's just a couple of things. Say, Lord, I don't want no people to know that now. You got, you're going to cover me on that one. Let me tell you something, I've learned the greatest revelation that ever hit me, Bishop, was this right here. It's when I realized that people couldn't tell God on me. You can, you can make up and fabricate every lie you want to on me, but he knows better than you do. And he knows the juicy stuff. So how crazy is it for us as church people to tell, try to tell a bunch of tattletellers? tell you something I learned one thing in my life that God loved me before I even knew who he was while I was dead in my trespasses I, 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 I gotta get this microphone out of my hand because I feel a preach on me right now I'm telling you something right now you need to understand that God didn't have to love you yeah Many are called, fewer chose. The fact that he chose you proves the fact that he had options. He didn't have to choose you. I'm going to just tell you right now, if I, if I was a bachelor, that, that's a mill, right? I get, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if I was a bachelor... And Bishop come up and he lined up about six women up here to just 
beautiful women. Just I'm, I'm not talking about just outside, but inside and outside. Just beautiful women. All they set up right here. And he said, choose which one. I wish you would. See, I have options. God didn't have to love you and keep you. And what blows me away is how we can forget and suffer with amnesia. Get us a new hat and a new pair of shoes. Y'all looking cute up here, choir. Y'all looking cute. You did good. But, but you cannot forget where God found. Oh, my God. Every day I try to run my mind back to that crack house that I slept in. Oh, I feel a Holy Ghost in here. I can't help it. Bishop, all you got to do is just do this right here, and I'll walk off the stage right, any time. I go back to those days when I was Jesus. I, I cried and I prayed and I cried and I prayed and I cried and I prayed. And I told God, I said this right here. I said, God, I don't want to do this. This is not me. Can I just be real with y'all today? This is Wes. Y'all got Wes? That's the best. I pray, I pray, I said, God, I don't, this is not something that I want to do. Can you take this from me? I come out of my mother's womb with a bullseye on my back. I mean, I come out fighting. When I come out of my mother's womb, I was fighting already. Because the enemy saw what I was going to do right here today. And he wanted to block it. So he tried to get me in my infant stages. He tried to block you, sir, when you were a baby. He got one on you. But we got two on him today. Did you hear what I said? He got one on you. But you and me got two on him today. So, I wish you would. I feel like Medea today. I wish you would. There's a line right there. You, you, may, you may walk over Cletus, but you're going to limp back. I just, I don't know, I, I, I love to sing, but I just, I feel like I need to tell somebody today, it ain't over. It ain't over. God's got your back. Great is his faithfulness. He's always there. 24-7. He got you, bro. If I didn't come for nobody else, I'd come for you. I, I noticed you because you wear pink, and real men wear pink. I saw you. Listen, my heart is this. Don't let nobody assess your future 
by your present circumstance. Can I give you just one more vulnerable testimony? Just real quick, real quick. Y'all not y'all don't put this on social media now. It's too late. <laughs> too late. I don't care anyway. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell God on me. He already knows. If he opens up the door, you can't shut it. My principal, I was sitting out in my truck one morning, and uh, I, my dad finally let me drive to school, trusted me to drive to school. I went to school, and I was sitting in the truck, and me and my friend decided we was going to smoke a blunt. And we had that truck so full of smoke, and then the next thing I looked, my daddy is standing at the window. Pastor Joseph Morgan. Bishop, if you're listening right now, I love you, sir. Thank you for forgiving me. He walked me to the principal's office, and the principal said this. He said, you need to tell this boy to quit high school. He is spinning his wheels. Y'all country around here, right? Y'all know what's spinning your wheels. He... He said he's high-centered. He ain't doing nothing. He ain't going nowhere. Just let him quit. I quit high school. Let me tell you, when God puts his hand on you, I wish I had somebody. When God puts his hand on you, can't no man take his hand off. And, and, and listen to this. I'm going to give you this. And I don't tell this story often, so this is for y'all. I quit high school. Did not get my GED, but got a full ride scholarship for college. Now, if you can figure that out, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but I graduated from college without a high school. Now, I'm an advocate for education, so I'm not trying to beat on that. You understand? I'm just telling you about the grace of God and how He can turn things around. I do not care what you've been through. I don't care what anybody has said to you. I'm telling you right now, when God puts his foot on you, you can run. David said, if I make my bed in hell, there shall you also be. I don't care what you do. You cannot mess up God's grace. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. For morning by morning, no mercies I see, and all I have need. And great is thy faithfulness, oh great is thy faithfulness. I wish I had a voice this morning. I love you so much.
stay with Jesus. He's the best route. Come on, heavenly, thank God for What an awesome, awesome testimony. We love you, my brother. I'm going to make sure you get him to come back here. Amen. We'll have you all day to, to bless us with a concert. Have you been blessed this morning? Amen. That is what it's all about. We are grateful to all of you for being here. Please don't forget this evening we have a Christmas gathering from 4 to 6, I believe. So right next door in our Family Life Center, let's come together and enjoy a great fellowship. God has been so good to us this year. Uh, it's a good season for us to come together and just enjoy the presence of God with one another. This evening, not next week, this evening, beginning from 4 p.m. Also, we're glad to see Brother Gary Johnson. Congratulations. We are proud of you. You did it in the house of God, and you're back. Amen. Congratulations. All minds clear? I, I love the spirit of worship in the house. I'm going to ask the choir to keep it going. Let's, let's, let's bless the Lord one more time.
stand with me right quick. I'm going to do what we call a, a salmonate. <laughs> Praise God. The book of Exodus, chapter 23. Let's read verse 20 and verse 21. Let me encourage you to please pay close attention. I'm grateful to our music department and, and Pastor Morgan for blessing us this morning. And so we're going to put icing on the cake. Amen. The book is Exodus, chapter 23, verse 20 and verse 21. The Bible said, God is talking, by the way. He said, I sent an angel before you. That angel is to keep you in the way. And that angel is to bring you into the place which God has prepared for you. The next verse says, beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgression. Why? Because my name is in him. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to your people. Have your way in this place. Lord, I thank you that lives will be changed for the better. I thank you that souls will be saved. I thank you your name will be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I just want to talk to you on the subject titled, Don't Miss Your Angel. Don't Miss Your Angel. Let me give you an introduction to how the Lord led me in this direction. Last Sunday, I was ministering to you on the subject titled, Fear Not. And during that message, I made references to angels. And I was speaking, and I told you, the angels said to Zachariah, and then I told you about what the angel said to Joseph and what the angel said to Mary, what the angel said to the shepherds. And while I was, the, the angels was not my focus, but while I was speaking to you, the Holy Spirit impressed upon me, teach your people about the angels. And so I made a mental note. And then all week, I begin to seek the face of God and study and research, and that's where this comes from. Hallelujah. Don't miss your angel. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the passage I just read to you, you hear God saying to you and me, he's going to send his angel before you. And he told you the angel that he's sending your life. He's sending him to guide you. 
He's sending him to bring you to a place that God has prepared for you. That is why I stop by to tell you, you cannot afford to miss your angel. In this season of Christmas, there is no Christmas story without the role of the angels all over the place. But it's good to know God has an angel just for you. Angels are real. They're not just some story. The Bible is full of examples of how angels minister to people. And God wants to use his angels to minister to you also. You remember in Genesis 21 verse 27, there was a young lady by the name Hagar. And you remember she was serving in the house of Abraham. She was kicked out of the house with her baby, and she found herself in the desert, baby hungry, baby crying, and guess what? God sent an angel. Am I still in the book? An angel of the Lord helped her out. You remember again how in Sodom, Mr. and Mrs. Lot, God sent angel to tell them, to warn them that he is about to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they say, get out. See, you can see the role of angel there is warning. So if you take note of your angel, they will help you when you're hungry. They will help you when you need help. And sometimes God will use them to come and warn you of things to come. Ladies and gentlemen, you remember again the book of Daniel, chapter 10, verse 13, how Daniel was praying. And the Bible says God has answered his prayer. Am I still in the book? But the prince of Portia, which are demonic forces, they were hindering his prayer. This can happen to you or me. Sometimes we pray, and sometimes we think God is not listening. But God has heard your prayer, and God has answered your prayer. But some demons trying to hinder the flow of your blessing. Again, you see what God did was to send an angel to fight all those demonic forces. Daniel did not even know there's a war going on on his behalf. Many of you, you are sitting in front of me this morning, and God is fighting your battle, but you don't even know it. Say amen to that. What am I trying to tell you? Angels are at work. They will help you. They will fight for you. They will warn you of things to come. You remember again in Matthew chapter 4 verse 11. Jesus Christ was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness. And when the devil could not get away with anything on him, 
the devil left him. But the Bible says the moment the devil left, the angels came to minister to him. I don't know about you. I've been in a situation where I feel lonely. Even if I have to talk to somebody, nobody will understand what I'm really going through. But God will send his angel to minister to you in your time of loneliness. Even if you're going through some challenges, if you're going through some season of downness, I'm giving you a picture of how important the ministry of angels are in your life. And that is why you cannot afford to miss your angel. I hate to tell you, the reason why God is sending me to preach this message is because too many of you, you're fighting your own battle. You need help, you don't know how to get help. Heaven is trying to warn you of dooms to come, but you're not listening. Again, I will submit to you, do not miss your angel. The book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 10 shows us that children, little children have angels. And the angels of little children are constantly before God. You know why? Because those little kids, they cannot fight for themselves. And to be honest with you, if you're going to be sincere with the Holy Spirit this morning, we are all like little kids. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Sometimes we are, we are trying to make a very important decision, but we have no clue where to turn. But it's good to know you got me, you got you some angels. Again, you see the role of angel in Matthew 28, verse 1 through verse 7. You remember Jesus resurrected from the dead, but it was an angel that rolled the stone away. Am I right about it? And I love the way that angel did it. Not only did he roll the stone away, he sat on it. That's his way of saying, I dare you. Roman government, come by. Let me show you the real power of God in demonstration. There's a lesson there. There are things that you cannot do for yourself. But if you will allow the ministry of your angel. He will help you because his assignment is to minister to your needs. The Bible is full of examples of that. In Acts chapter 8, you see Philip, a deacon. An angel show up to him and say, hey, dude, I want you to go to Gaza. There's an African there that needs your help. See, angels will give you direction. Are you listening to me? Angels will help you. Angels will warn you. Angels will come to your rescue. Angels will fight for you. Angels will give you direction. You see it again in Acts chapter 10 in the home of Mr. Colinius. Again, it was an angel 
that God sent to him and told him, go to Joppa. There's a preacher there by the name Peter. Go get him. He's going to help your family to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Throughout the Bible, you see the work of an angel. Peter was in jail in Acts chapter 12. The Bible says in the middle of the night, an angel came and said, hey, brother Baba, get up. Let's go. And if you recall, as the angel was leading him, the doors were swooping open. He never, remember, this was a prison now. As a lawyer, I can tell you, those prison doors are, <laughs> they're solid. We cannot even go in to see our own clients. We have to wait until somebody let us in. But for Peter, these doors were swinging wide open. Why? Because their power and the authority of an angel was involved. And you remember, ladies and gentlemen, I will say to you in Luke chapter 16, verse 22, God shows the last act that your angel will do for you. In the story of Lazarus, the Bible said when he died, the angel came to carry his body. We all say we're going to heaven. Do you know your way there? Just think about it. You know how to get to Calfax. You know how to get to Batiru, the street for, but you have no clue. But if you are a child of God, hallelujah. I wish I had time to explain this. When you and I die, there will be a fight between two beings. The devil's angel will show up at your death. But God's angel will show up. And then the devil angel will contend for your soul. So he can carry you to hell. And your angel, that I'm saying you cannot afford to miss. He will be there to say, no, this soul belongs to Jesus. You know what will make the difference? You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Then the angel of God can stand there and say, no, that's, that belongs to God. And the devil's angel will say, by what authority are you trying to pick him up? And then that's when he will say, by the blood of the lamb. And I can stop here and preach to some of you. You are here in the church, some of you, you're watching on television, you're listening on radio. Maybe you're even live streaming right now. If you don't accept Jesus, I hate to tell you, all of us are going to die one day. That's a fact. But the question is, who is going to carry you when you die? But if you are a child of God, if you have been born again, I don't care how you die. I don't care where you die. Your angel will be there to carry you. He knows the way to heaven. He came from heaven. 
and he will carry you into the presence of God. What am I trying to tell you? Do not miss your angels. Make sure that you prioritize your life to include the ministry of your angels. Am I making sense to somebody? Don't go through life just having a good religion. Ladies and gentlemen, notice what the pastor said. He said, I'm sending you an angel who will guide you in the way. Who will bring you to a place that God has prepared for you. It's not a coincidence when Jesus said, let, you, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. But the good news is that he is not just preparing a place for you. There is an angel assigned just to you. To guide you, to carry you to that precious place. Please notice the next verse of that scripture. Exodus chapter 23 verse 21. You know what the Bible said? God is talking to you. He said pay attention to him. That's my message to you today. Pay attention to your angel. Don't just go through life guessing. Maybe this, maybe that. What if this, what if that? Too many people are suffering needlessly in the body of Christ. And God has given us the tools, the weapons, the protection that we need. So Exodus chapter 23 verse 21 God is saying, pay attention to your angel. Listen to what he has to say. You'd be amazed if I pass the microphone to every one of you here and say, tell me what was the last thing you heard from your angel. You will be shocked. People singing in the choir. People dancing in the pews. But they have no clue how to connect with their own angel. So we have a lot of unemployed angels. Tell your neighbor, don't miss your angel. Did you notice that another warning that God gave to us in that passage, God said, do not rebel against him. God said, if you rebel against him, he will not pardon your transgression. Because my name is on him. You know what I'm trying to call your attention to? Sometimes God can send you a blessing and you don't even know it. Sometimes God can send you a blessing and you miss it. That is why I'm saying it over and over again. 
do not miss your angel. Sometimes God will send him with instruction, with wisdom, with direction, even provision. But we are too busy, too many distractions, and many times we miss it. I want you to look at the next verse of that passage. Exodus chapter 23, verse 22. This is why it's so important. The Bible says, if you listen to him, God said, then your enemy will become God's enemy. That's why I say you cannot afford. I'll be honest with you, I say this with almost humility. If you pay attention to your pastor's life, you can rightfully conclude the brother don't know what he's doing. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. But at the same time, you can conclude God is blessing everything he touched. Amen. What is the secret? This dude has never passed any church in his life. But there are angels. Somebody say all day, all night, angels are watching over me. You need to know God's got an angel for you. Say amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, please notice some secret and I'll let you go. He said he will guide you along the way. There's a serious revelation there. He is not going to guide you until you get in the way. If God is sending you to the city of Calfax, and you're right here in Pineville, and you search your behind here and never go anywhere, you never get on the highway, you never get on the road, what is there for God to guide? It's just like a woman that God called her to be a helpmate to her husband. But the husband is going nowhere. How are you going to help a car that is parked? The Bible is not really complicated. So if you want your angel to guide you, to bring you in the way, you need to get in that way. Whatever God has assigned you to do, you need to begin to do it. Your guidance is going to come when you begin to go in the direction. God called Abraham, leave your kindred. Go to a place I will show you. If Abraham did not get up the next morning and start to go, There's nothing to lead. There's nothing to show him. God cannot give you assistance for an assignment you did not show up for. Are you listening to me? When I say don't miss your angel, many of you, you have a serious call on your life. You have a serious assignment on your life. But you never show up. So there is nothing for God to guide. 
it is in the completion of your assignment that God sent the angel to lead you, to guide you. Let me say a few things about angels so that the next time you see them, you recognize them. Honestly, I can stop now and be gone. But I notice part of the problem is that if you see an angel, you won't know him. And you need to know who are these creatures? What do they look like? How many of them out there? What do they do? Well, first of all, you need to know God created two worlds. How many worlds? The natural and the spiritual. Am I right about it? If you don't believe me, you read the word of God in Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. God said in his Bible, he has made two worlds. The visible and the invisible. And then he said he made all the hosts that are in those two worlds. And one of the hosts in those two worlds are angels. See, I got it. Ladies and gentlemen, then you need to know there are two kinds of angels. Are you paying attention? I know I'm rushing. You may have to come back 10 o'clock to make sure you get, you nail this down. You ought to be walking in victory. Your whole house ought to be walking in victory. Everywhere you show up, people ought to recognize the anointing upon your life. Because when you show up, you didn't show up by yourself. Angels are standing by you. How can you lose a job when the angels is right there with you? How can you not get your job, your interview, when you have a backup? But many of you go for your job interview. You don't bring your angel with you. And then you lose. Then you call me and say, Pastor, please pray for me. No. Amen. You are anointed. You are appointed. You are destined for greatness. But you got to know how to use what you got. A loaded gun in the hand of a fool won't do much help. Two worlds. The feasible and the invisible, and all the hosts in it, God created them. One of those hosts are angels. Then you need to know there are two kinds of angels. How many did I say? Two. See, there are angels of God, but there are fallen angels. Part of the problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have too many people in the body of Christ that they are following fallen angels. Can you all handle this? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you some example. Many religions out there, they are worshiping whatever God they believe in because their leader allegedly was giving instruction or a book by an angel. 
But that doesn't mean that angel is of God. Amen. Can you handle the truth? Let me give you some example. Muhammad, who is the head of the Islamic religion, guess how he came up with Quran. An angel, he said, an angel came and told him. Now, hundreds, thousands, millions are worshipping in that religion because of allegedly an angel. You probably heard about a, a person by the name Alan White. The Seventh-day Adventist. That's the founder. And guess what he said? An angel came and gave him instruction. And the whole Seventh-day religion is based on that. I'm trying to help you. This is a world church. You probably have heard of the name Joseph Smith. He's the head of the Mormon religion. Guess how he established that religion? An angel allegedly came. So it's not enough to know you have an angel. You need to know when you are dealing with a fallen angel when you're dealing with an angel of God. Brother Pastor, how do I know? I'm glad you asked. That's why God sent you to a church like this. Ladies and gentlemen, Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, gives you a clue. Apostle Paul is writing, he said, if anyone, including himself, anyone, including your pastor, then he said, not just anyone, but any angel, if they preach any other gospel, than the gospel of Jesus Christ, he said, is fallen angel. So, so it's up to you. Pastor is not going to be there 24 hours. At least I'm not that kind of pastor. To be honest with you, your pastor is a busy man. I'm doing five things. I have my own business to run. I'm on television every day of the year. I'm a professor. I'm a dean. I'm a vice president of a university. I'm a pastor of a church. I'm practicing law. Put all of that together. And then see if you can get me to sit down eating boudin with you. No. That's not, that's not your kind of pastor. But what I will do is to teach you, to feed you, to prepare you, the Bible says, feed my sheep. So that you can be equipped. So when the enemy raises ugly head in your household, you know exactly how to deal with it. Don't let no fallen angel deceive you. Jesus gave you another clue in the book of St. Luke, you know. Uh, St. John, he said this way. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am life. He said, nobody can get to the Father except by him. So when young people will write me, 
They, they grow up in the church, they sing in the choir, and now they get to go to college, and now they write, write to me, ugly letter, uh, Pastor, we heard about another way to God. We heard about this religion. And sometimes, I'm saying to myself, what has happened to you? If it's not Jesus, it's a fallen angel. It's not the way. Please, let me call your attention to one more scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. The Bible again warned you and me that even Satan would disguise himself as an angel of light. So many of you, you fall for anything. That's how you end up with the wrong spouse. That's how you move to the wrong city. That's how you end up with the wrong friends. You don't have to be wandering around with no direction. Angels are there to guide you. And there is a guiding angel specifically assigned to you. I'm trying to help somebody. We shall have more time. There are two kinds of angels. Cherubim. What did I call them? And then seraphim. You need to know. So when you see a cherubim, you know, ah, I know you. I know exactly. When you see a seraphim, you ought to know that also. Ladies and gentlemen, you remember in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 24, the Bible says, Adam and Eve sinned. And of course, God drove them out of the garden. Am I still in the book? That's why I'm quoting you the scripture. So you can check it out yourself. You can read, you're smart. I have no religion to offer you. Those days are gone. When he drove them out of the garden, then he put an angel to guard that eastern portion, the tree of life, so that man would not have access to it. The Bible says that angel has a sword. And the Bible lets you know it's a seraphim, a cherubim, I'm sorry. A cherubim is a guarding angel. That's one that's been assigned to you. Nobody can access that part of the garden till today because that angel will crush you. That's his assignment. Ladies and gentlemen, a cherubim's job is to guard. Ezekiel chapter 10 verse 12 gives you some example of a cherubim. He said, he's someone that is full of eyes. Why would you think a creature has so many eyes on him? He said, on his body there are eyes. On his back there are eyes. On his hand there are eyes. On his wheel there are eyes. Because his job is to guide. Like I'm talking to you right now, the truth be told, I don't see what's going on behind me. Oh, it's good to know that I got a guiding angel. 
Somebody trying to hit me from the back. You see? You see how these things work? That is why Ezekiel is saying that angel has so many eyes on him. The Bible said again in Ezekiel chapter 10 verse 14. He said he saw another cherubim. He said this one has four faces. Why do you think a being have to have four faces? So he can see what you cannot see. That's what a cherubim does. It's a guardian angel. It's, it's a protection. Just like I have security guard. But oh, it's good to know you got angels. Yay! Notice the Bible described this particular cherubim. He said he, one of his face looked like a cherubim. He said the second face looked like a man. The third face looked like, like a lion. The fourth face looked like an eagle. You don't have to be a theologian to know what's going on here. Those are the best attentive creatures. An eagle can see three, three miles in the sky. He can see every detail in the ground. A lion is, is lying down, but it's attentive to everything going on around him. You got a guardian angel. While the devil is trying to, to conspire and connive how it's going to hurt you, before they planned, your guardian angel already saw them. Are you still here? Ladies and gentlemen, you see it again in the book of Exodus, chapter 25, verse 22. You see, God is talking about a cherubim again. He said, I will meet you at the, at the mercy seat. If you notice the ark, that mercy seat, there are two angels. They are cherubim. What is their job? To protect, to guard. Just like they guard the glory. God has a guarding angel to protect you, to guard you. Can you imagine how many wrong places I go without even knowing? Can you imagine? I never will forget. I was a student, California Baptist University, Riverside, California, and I, I went to San Bernardino I, with my bicycle. I didn't, I probably have told you the story. And then the neighbor came out and stoned me with fresh egg. I did not know fresh eggs smelled bad on you. Later on, I discovered I was in the wrong neighborhood. I was in the KKK neighborhood. But I'm a foreign student. I didn't know. I was just joyriding. But when you have a, a guardian angel, everything the devil meant for evil, before he planned it, before he schemed it, your guardian angel. That's the only way I escaped death that day. Because I didn't know where I was. There are things you cannot see. But your guardian angel will guard you. The Bible talks about guardian angel again. In the book of Isaiah chapter 6, it talks about 
this angel, but this time he described a seraphim. He said he has six wings. He said with two wings he cover his face. With two wings he cover his leg. With two wings he did fly. That's not a cherubim. That's a seraphim. And then he said there's a truckload of them in heaven just crying out every day, holy, holy, holy. You know what I'm trying to suggest to you? You have this opportunity, this Christmas season, to pay attention. I'm praying that God will reveal to every member of this church the unguarding angel. Because when the preacher is not there, it's good to know the sheep are protected. It's good to know that you have security around the clock. I love my security in the church. On Sundays, they're on, on their post. But we are there on Monday. What about Tuesday? They got Sunday all right. When I came this morning, I had three uniformed officers met me as I come out of my car. I'm grateful. Some pastors don't even have anything. But you know when it's all said and done, what you going to do on Thursday? What you going to do on Friday? You need to make sure you don't miss your angel. I got to say, I see my people want me to stop. Now I'm going to be obedient. You know one thing that's so sad about this whole story? God telling Israel, I'm sending my angel before you. My angel will guide you. My angel will lead you, will protect you. And then he said, listen to him. Don't disobey him. Will you believe the people that he was talking to, three million of them, all of them died in the wilderness. You know why? It's one thing for God to give you a promise. It's another thing for you to claim it and to walk in it and to activate it by faith. Every one of them died. Now I had to hand on a, a sorry note. Many Christians, they go through life never enjoying the promise of God in their life. Because they miss the role, the ministry of the angels. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 put it this way. Are they not ministering spirit who are sent to minister to heirs of salvation? The first thing you need to know, make sure that you are heir of salvation. It's not just being a part of a church. It's not just singing in the choir. It's not just serving the pulpit. You need to know that you know that you know you've been born again. The moment you say, I do to Jesus, the word of God guarantees you 
there is an angel assigned to you to minister to you as a hell salvation. The good news is that many of you are saved. But wouldn't it be sad that you profess to be saved but you still miss your angel? All these people that God was talking to, they perish in the wilderness. I don't want you to get to heaven and then discover, oh my God, look at all that I miss. So beginning today, ask yourself, am I just a church member? Or am I a heir of salvation? Have I accepted Jesus as my Lord and my Savior? And if you do, or when you do, you need to know, I got me some angels. If you study your pastor very carefully, see like, like you're watching me, I'm watching you too. There are some things that should stand out to you. That this guy cannot be functioning. He, this is not normal. This is not usual. But there is something. When you got yourself a backup. In the days of adversity. Because it will come. The Bible says in this life. We will deal with temptation. But the question is. How are you going to do? Jesus said, be of good cheer. You know who he's talking to? His children. He came to save you, to protect you, and he made provision for you. My prayer is that you will not miss out on your angel. Everybody stand to your feet. Thank you, darling. Tell your neighbor and say, neighbor, be careful how you talk about me. God me some angel watching over me. Now you, you try to help him. Now you try to help her. Say, neighbor, get ready to see. Be careful how you roll your eyes at me. I got me some angel watching over me. Will you please join the choirs? We sing all day, all night. Angel watching over me.
very briefly, I would say, my mama said I went to the valley. And I went there to pray. Oh, the angels—they just keep on watching, keep on watching over me, over me. Yeah, my soul got happy, and I stayed there for days. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come now just to say thank you. But this has been the day that you have made. We most certainly have rejoiced. And we're glad in it. Lord, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory. But you woke us up this morning. You started us on our way. We thank you for Jesus who makes it possible. For us to approach your throne of grace in confidence, thereby obtaining mercy. And mercy is what you have given us this morning. And mercy is what you give us every morning. And we just stop to say thank you. We want to thank you for this God man who has come and who has explained to us in detail your goodness by way of giving us our very own angel. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. Lord, we just ask that you would continue to bless and keep us. Continue to lead us by way of the Holy Spirit. And we ask, dear Heavenly Father, that you will give us the spirit of obedience that we will be able to hear and know when the angel is speaking to us and that we will obey him and follow his command. It's good to know that you have our back and that you have our front and that no weapon that has been formed against us shall prosper. It's good to know that you're protecting us and you're leading and guiding us. Now, dear Lord, if there's someone here who do not know you in the pardon of their sin, we pray, dear Heavenly Father, that their hearts will be touched right now and that something that has been said and done on today would, dear Heavenly Father, open their hearts to receive you. We pray for every home that is represented. And as we leave this place, we leave, Lord, with your goodness and with your love in our hearts. And Lord, we thank you for the man who's standing here in this congregation who won the seat that he was seeking. We pray that you will crown him with wisdom and you will crown him with knowledge. But most of all, that you will lead him by your spirit so that he will be able to make decisions for us on our behalf. Again, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, 
Our pastor and his wife will be standing right here waiting to meet and greet you. If there is anyone who would like to make Zion Hill your home and accept us as your family, we ask that you would come down. If you just want to just greet, come on down. But may the peace of God, may he rest with each and every one of you. May he rule over you. May you abide in him and he abide in us. In Jesus' name, go in peace. Amen. Amen.